Go, more like Pokemon Go. Jeez. That was both a terrible pun and just a terrible content of the pun. I hate because Pokemon Go is terrible, if that was not clear. Hello and welcome to Elite Full Restore. Hey, remember when we were going to record in the middle of the month, but then didn't do that at all? Hey... I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm, is it Ori or is it Zane? Who knows? We have the same voice. <laughs> it's, it, it's Zane. It's What's Zane. up, guys? Yeah. I'm here filling in for Ori, because Ori's off enjoying their post-wedding celebrations. Congratulations. Yeah, Ori found love, and I recording on a Pokemon podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's... I know. You said the same thing twice in a row. Yeah. Oh man, it's just—it's just love all around. I do love you, Zane. So it's good that we have Aww. you here. I love you too, Matt. Thanks for having me. So we're—we're we're basically just uh, keeping the episodes going. Like it would have been ideal if we were able to record last week, but like you know, we live—we live busy lives. Yeah, very busy lives of that. And then also, I have things happen. Like my mic decides not to work for two hours straight, and then suddenly starts working again. Yeah, that was fun. That that happened just before we started recording, friends. Uh, you get it? There's a little insight into the the back end of <laughs> Elite Full Restore. I made it the whole way through my recording beer before we started recording today. Oh no! I didn't even grab a recording beer. Come on, uh, you gotta get on it. Uh, you're right. We have a lot of terrible beer upstairs, actually. Yeah, so basically we're kind of just going through a lot of discussion topics that I wouldn't get through with Ori. That's all, that's going to be a lot of it. Uh, that's what I'm here for. A couple of other discussion topics. Like, there's not really much news. Not hu- Not a huge amount of stuff happening outside of, like, Pokemon Go. And, like, really, like, I could talk about Pokemon Go in a very short amount of time and will. Like, there's not yeah. really much going on. Like, there's po- then... like there's stuff that I, I don't know enough about to really talk about. Like, there's Pokemon Duel. The game that everyone forgets exists. Oh, God, yeah. People were telling me to play that the other day, and I was like, what? Some third-party developer got a game on the App Store with Pokemon? They're like, no, it's a real game. And I was like, no, like, what are you talking about? It yeah. doesn't exist. And then, like, Pokken Tournament's got, like, Championship Series stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the regionals and uh, other tournaments later in the show. Uh, because there was some really, really, really good battling. Uh, going on and of course friend of the show Aaron Cybertron Zhang actually won the uh won. the Oregon yeah. regional. Yep. Pretty cool. Um Pokin actually just since you since you brought it yeah. up, I think Pokin won the, the donation drive to get into Evo too, right? No, it just just lost. Oh did did Marvel win? Yeah Marvel won. Okay, that's fine. I should know that. I do fighting game stuff. But yeah. I'm, fi- um, I'm fine with Marvel. <laughs> but, like, Evo pledged to, like, donate a bunch of money towards, like, future pocket tournaments because they they tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it didn't really matter. Donating a lot of money to break some hunting hentai. Yeah, but <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> it's, tr- it's true. <laughs> do you think they're going to put a, a port of pocket on the Switch? Do you think there's enough support for it? Uh, well, Nintendo doesn't always go by what the, there's the most support for in terms of ports. Um, I think it's likely, just given that they did the arcade release for it yeah. recently, and like exclusive characters for that and stuff, which have well, I mean, know... they've they've been putting out DLC for it. Like, well, they've been putting out like new released characters for the arcade, like since it came out. Whereas, yeah, like, exactly. you know, the uh, the system launched and they just didn't touch it. Yeah, I think it it actually reminds me of um. 
This is so not Pokemon, but it reminds me of Final Fantasy Dissidia, what happened with that game, which is basically exactly the same thing happened with that game. They made an arcade version of it, and then they put out a bunch of stuff for the arcade version, and then they re-released it as the arcade version on the PSP. Yeah. weird. So basically, they're just going to let the Wii U version languish. So hopefully, they'll make a Switch version that'll actually get that stuff, because they're definitely not going to make it for the Wii U version. No, definitely not. <laughs> they're just going to make that fight pad compatible with the uh, with the Switch, and just fuck it. Yep. Uh, okay. Moving into distributions, uh, you can get the me- you can get the Mewtwo Mega Stones now with M2 Descent as the code that you enter in, which is real bad, real dumb code. All um, right, Pokemon Company, fucking Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Ow, the edge. Uh, <laughs> that's what I. That's what I've decided to start doing. Is when people are edgy, I'm just gonna call them Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, but yeah, basically they're putting out every Mega Stone that they didn't put out before, just like really gradually, which is super annoying. I like to call it the Nintendo Virtual Console strategy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's also the strategy they took with releasing all the legendaries, but that was just exciting because it was legendary Pokemon. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of those people didn't have like I had them all yeah. because yeah, I'm vigilant, but you're you're you. I'm me, so I had them. Um, I missed the uh, the Megastone distribution for Pidgeot and Steelix because basically they're distribu- they're making it so you have to join their online competitions, which have limited enrollment and also, you know, kind of like limited interest. And then you have to do like a minimum of three battles to actually get the Megastones, which you then get as a code. They're not even sent directly to your game. Oh, jeez. Why, Poke- Why is Nintendo and, the- and Game Freak and the Pokemon Company incapable of doing things in a way that's just easy uh because i don't know i can't think of anything funny they're fucking idiots i hate that they keep making us use the global link website for things let me do all functions let me use all functions of the game within the goddamn on the game yeah so quick quick side note matt how do you feel about mega pidgeot because i have i have opinions about mega pidgeot which i'll reveal momentarily it's kind of uggo, but I really like its concept in that it's uh, it switches its uh, stats out to be like a really cool, high-hitting special attacker. Special attacker. Which I think yeah, is neat. That that's cool. What I like about Mega Pidgeot is that it looks almost exactly the same as Pidgeot, which is the theme of the, the Pidgey line, is just Pidgeotto and Pidgeot look exactly the same. So why wouldn't Mega Pidgeot look almost exactly the same as Pidgeot? <laughs> Yeah, basically. Like, it just... It's Pidgeot, but it's got blue on the end of its wings. And and then it has a, a fucking anime it has, hair lock. It has goddamn Yugimoto hair. Yeah, it's Yugimoto. Just with a different color. It's got that emo swoop going on. No, it has, well, it has Yugimoto, and then it also has that other uh, Yu-Gi-Oh protagonist from the one I never watched, Zexel. It's, fu- it's fucking <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh Zexel hair. Good God. It is, no, because that guy has the forelock like that, right? Oh, 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 wait. Actually, I just realized an entire topic that we can talk about that I forgot. I gave my brother Pokemon for his birthday. Yes. And he has been playing it. And so I have, uh, in checking in with my brother, he finally beat the Elite Four. It took him, well, his birthday was in October. So, oh, but I gave it to him for Christmas, actually. It took him two months to beat the Elite Four. Like, okay. he got there within a month, and then it took him two months to beat them. 
and then he's he's finally gotten megastones, and now he's just grinding for all of the megastones. Yeah, see, but That's... the thing, you know what the thing is about the Elite Four? Well, what? It's more like Elite Full Restore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I went there. Um, <laughs> currently, Game Freak is recu- recruiting for console RPG development. Hmm. And, like, the specific phrasing that they use is people familiar with Maya, the 3D software, for Wii U and P- PS Vita were, like, the spec level that they mentioned. Hmm. So, they're making a Switch game. Yeah. I'm thinking that they probably have one more 3DS game under their belt because the way that the Game Freak does parallel development is, like, when a game is out... They've already been working on the other one for like a year, right? Because that's how it was. That's how it was with Oras. I'm wondering what kind of thing they can manage for the Switch because they've said previously that since they have 3D fighters in their handheld games, that they're not really as keen on making like the console games anymore. But I mean, like Game Freak never actually made the console games. Yeah, it was always Genius Sonority. Well, Genius um... Genius Sonority for Coliseum. XD and uh, Battle Revolution, but they had different companies even doing Stadium and Stadium 2. I think something oh, like... Oh, yeah, if we go that far back. I feel like something like Stadium or Stadium 2 would actually be the best bet. Multi, well, like, you could... Obviously, like, the... Hmm. The idea of the 3D Battler is a lot less... I Like, I, like there. But I, ju- I think just something with, like, a central interface that you can control instead of doing game-to-game. Something that's better for spectators. Especially because the fact that double battles lag in this, and double battles are also, like, the lead format for uh, competitive battling. Right, well, that was one of the reasons that people were talking about stars when people were talking yeah. about, you know, the it's going to get re-released as being potentially a thing, is people were like, oh, since double battles lag, and really just a, a lot of stuff. And they had all those walking thing. models that were hidden in the game right. code. People were like, oh, that's it's because it's going to be on the Switch, and the Switch will be able to handle that, so... yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't. I don't think they'll release the same game for it. I mean, no, it's not I, like it's a I thing they. So it's not like a, it's not like it's not a thing that they do because they totally do that all the time. Yeah. But I don't know. It'll it'll be a sequel if anything. Yeah. I I would be down for a battle revolution type yeah. game again. Because be like one thing like that they've introduced in uh, in Sun and Moon is you're able to download like different battle formats and then battle in those battle formats. Right. And I would love for like those a lot of different battle formats to just be built into this game because like I'd love like a, an official easy way to battle like Little Cup and to battle yeah. and, like all these different like test formats and like all the old formats that they had in like Pokemon Stadium like Petite Cup. It's like Little Cup, but you could only be small. I mean, one reason it could be stars, though, although I do agree that it will not just be that. It would be a sequel. It would not be just a remake. It would be a sequel. One one reason it could be stars instead of a Battle Revolution type thing is I, I really doubt Game Freak is ever going to have competitive played on anything other than a main series game. Like, it yeah. wouldn't be in just a battle sim. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the idea is that you'd still have the main series games, like, actually competing. Like, it would just be a right. 3DS hookup to a Switch. Right. Oh, I see. I mean, but then the other thing, the other thing is that it's a good way to sell switches and they, I mean, they've been promoting competitive a little bit more than they usually do. I mean, Uh, I think that's the whole idea with the switch, right? Is that they're not going to be splitting their market between handheld and console anymore. Like they say that they're going to keep supporting the 3DS and I'm sure they will for about a year and a half. But like, if they only have one thing to deal with, if they have a Pokemon game, a mainline Pokemon game on the switch, no one's ever going to be able to compete with them. 
Like if they can if they can handle both those markets, they're golden. Absolutely. What I'm thinking is that eventually down the road, the switch is the switch itself is going to split. Uh, there's going to be like a smaller one that's more portable, and there's going to be one that's beefier for like primarily console play. Like this is that's... this is definitely going to be a thing they're doing. That's very in line with what they do with all of their handheld consoles. So yeah, well, it's, handheld consoles. The three so, yeah. the 3DS had the 2DS as its cheap like cheap version, yeah. and then they had the they had like the new 3DS, which technically is an iterative version, but is also, if anything, just like an increased power version of the same thing. They have the XL as the bigger version of the thing, and yeah, I don't see them not doing that with the Switch. It just seems like the obvious way to go. And yeah. I, I... I, w- I just want to say the the new 3DS is actually one of the most cheated I've ever felt by Nintendo. It's um, really not, dumb. Not in the console itself. Like, the console is fine. It's actually really good and runs really, really well. New 3DS is awesome. But uh, the, the, <laughs> the new 3DS version exclusives, they made it seem like there were going to be a few of them, and there were... Five. Yeah, really bad. And uh, the worst part is that like the increased clock speed doesn't even like affect certain games. Like some yeah. games, like they'll just they'll more efficiently use the proper speed of the game. So like you'll run double battles a bit better on one than you would on a native 3ds, like an older 3ds for Sun and Moon. But like you, when people have tested it, they've shown that it's not even using its full processing power because it's still kind of like locked down. It's like yeah. they, like only when people like break it and essentially un- re- like release the clock speed are they able to like just go ham on it yeah uh let's get into a little bit of pokemon go there was a lot of updates that came since the uh the johto update which was like the big update that we mentioned on our last episode uh they've changed a lot of the mechanics around the buddy system and the eggs some things are just unhatchable which is super annoying because you can never find them in the wild what specifically? Um, like, Houndour isn't hatchable. Like, I don't understand why they would do that. The, none of the Johto starters come out of eggs what? ever. That's Oh, well, that's really weird that none of the Johto yeah. starters come out of eggs. Because so, that's, like, very against how, when I was still playing Pokemon Go, the Kanto starters, like, that was... Because the Kanto starters were not actually out of rare eggs. They were... They were out of the common eggs. They were out of the common eggs, so that's really strange. Yeah, and uh, we're at, right now there's an event going on that's uh, increased a water type Pokemon. So basically, let's get everyone a Gyarados. The event, and I have um, I have every single water Pokemon in the entire goddamn game evolved except for Totodile because I haven't seen a single one this entire event. It's garbage. Oh, that's like the one thing I've caught in the brief amount of time I've spent. With yeah, Toto. like I mean, I have, I have a Totodile. I have a Totodile. I just don't have enough to evolve it. Oh, or see. to have a spare one around, because I, of course, still living decks in my Pokemon Go, because that's the kind of person I am. Jesus Christ, the nerd. Yeah. And then uh, the other update that they did is that the seven-day streak, if you hit a Pokestop seven days in a row, you're guaranteed to get one of those evolution items, so they're not just entirely random drop now, which is that good, because that was fucking garbage. Nice. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> that's it for Pokemon Go. Back to a nice short segment again, as it belongs. Um... We're going to start getting into our little bit of discussion topics. So, essentially, I read the Pokemon subreddit, like, all the time against my better judgment. uh, (laughs) Just because I get super bored at work. How much prolonged exposure to Reddit? Like, what does that do to your brain, being on Reddit that much? um, I I hate myself and everyone else. Um, 
Oh, good. So anyways, I just save the uh, discussion topics that I think are interesting. Try to ignore the really, really stupid comments people leave on them. We'll read some of them out because they're just... They're hilarious. Just yeah. hilariously bad. So the first one we want to go is, let's fix these gimmicky Pokemon. Yep. So Zane, you want to take point on this one? Yeah, I mean, so that's that's referring to a lot of the Pokemon that you see every few gens where it's like, Usually a single stage Pokemon usually uh, has some sort of signature move that defines it. So we're talking Delibird, we're talking Chaitot, we're talking Cast Form, um, what else? Uh, Spinda, Kecleon, you, you guys know. They all have like some sort of unique thing that just applies to them, and uh, they don't really do anything. It's hard to use them for your in-game team, it's hard to use them competitively, and that's sort of sad, a little bit. Yeah, like they don't um, they don't get enough love, and there's not really anything you can do with them. And I, it's yeah. like it just it just seems unnecessary to have like just complete wallflowers in the game when they can give right. them something so that they can do something very specifically. So like it doesn't necessarily fit in every team, but it's still able to do something. Right, because like you got like so because Pokemon does a really good job, I think, actually, of making not every Pokemon a. A, an insane power level when it when it reaches its final form which is good because it's cool to have something like zigzagoon where you're going to use it and it's actually quite strong because of how early it evolves into lanoon and like stab headbutt is crazy when you, when it gets it and then you're going to ditch it eventually like you're almost certainly going to ditch your lanoon and it's fine because it was a valued member of your team but you're never going to pick up a kecleon and like use it for that little time that it's there because it's already super super just it's just not worth. It's not worth it. And, not at all. Yeah, and then even then, like sometimes something that will be like <laughs> that Zigzagoon Linoon, you'll find like it'll have some kind of very specific niche for it. For example, I have a battling Linoon that has uh, extreme speed and belly drum, mm-hmm. and it is super fun to use. Yeah. Uh, and like just giving it something like that. In this case, it got extreme speed through like a really, really limited event from Pokemon Box in third gen. So like it's hard. It's pretty hard to get it in that way. Like in any way decently useful. But nonetheless, like once that effort's put in, it's something you can use. Yeah. So so in terms of salvaging these these uh Pokemon, we'll skip Cast Form because I've mentioned it like three times in the last couple episodes. Yes. Uh. But it, see the the thing is the problem most of them are facing is that they just have awful stats like really 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 awful stats um and that makes it really hard (laughs) to use um so ignoring that because i think it's actually more fun uh one of one of the things that i've seen a lot for um spinda specifically is just giving it access to like uh stuff that would work better with contrary yeah like close combat like close combat <laughs> like just give but... it give it a whole bunch of things like give it draco meteor <laughs> no oh, not God. not a serious suggestion but nonetheless like if it can learn a couple of things like that something that will drop that would normally drop stats but it would raise its stats instead <clears throat> it can be a lot yeah. of fun something because then yeah contrary is like a super weird thing and there's only like two pokemon that effectively use contrary that being leaf storm superior and superior and uh superpower yeah. uh what's his name malamar malamar that's the one yeah, yeah uh who's evil yeah evil malamar 
Um, um, another good way to fix Spinda, of course, is just to give it an evolution. I mean, that's that's always the easy way out, though. It always seems like kind of the cop out answer, right? Um, and then they then they lose because it's cool that they're gimmicky. It is cool that they're gimmick Pokemon and have these unique things. Yeah. But, uh, although Spinda honestly is like one of the ones where its gimmick has gotten been taken away from it even more. Yeah. Um, because Spinda's whole thing was that it had confusion. Spinda's thing was teeter dance, but it couldn't be confused. Yeah. So it's still kind of, it's it's kind of fun in battle royales. Oh, but God, even then, why would terrifying. you you could just give a teeter dance? You can just give teeter dance to a Lilligant instead, who is way better in every way. Yeah. Like Lilligant is amazing. Lilligant is really good. You can, it has quiver dance. All right. How how do you fix Delibird? Give it some moves. Like its moves <laughs> its move pool is like its biggest problem. Did you know that it didn't until sixth gen have another level up move? Uh, than than present. Yeah, everything. What does it have now? Drill pack. And like that's something, I suppose. Jeez, uh, I mean, again, we're facing we're facing the issue with Delibird, where uh, Delibird's stats are just really really bad as well. Um, like give Delibird explosion. I think well, Delibird's one where it could be it could be solved by an ability change so this is something that would be like <laughs> okay more... okay remember how delibird had an ability that means that you couldn't put it to sleep and then when they introduced hidden abilities they gave it a different ability yeah, that prevents sleep it can't be, yeah yeah vital spirit and oh insomnia. my god yeah okay ability and... change would be very good for it <laughs> yeah and then it's one other ability is hustle which is awful Hus- um... hustle is only good with delibird in that you can uh, give it aerial ace and get aerial a boost ace, to yeah. attack and not lose any accuracy. That's literally it. Yeah. There's really, um, really nothing likes having hustle unless it has to. Is present physical? It is, right? Yeah. Okay. But That's it's like, least. it's too very. Imagine they, imagine they give it hustle and then present is a special move. I mean, they would. Oh God. That'd be so awful. Uh, my, my favorite is always uh, trying to think of what to do with Chatot. Because I think they they could do a lot with it by giving it even more gimmicks. Yeah. Because, I mean, its gimmick has been stripped from it. Like, chatter, like, being a thing where you can speak into the microphone and basically get it to say fuck at your opponent and nothing else. Uh. But, like, I think that it could do a lot more with sound moves. Uh, so I thought of giving it, like, an ability like a Rico Rio, who people have been effectively using in competition in uh, this VGC season by basically just getting it to switch in and boost a quiver dance from something. Yeah, Rikorio's ability being uh, increased priority on no, no, dancing. It's not increased priority it? on dancing moves. It's it immediately just mirrors any dancing move made Is on the that stage. What it does? Yeah. Oh shit. So let's say that. let's okay. say you are I'm an idiot. So what 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 people would do is they would have a Torkoal, a Torkoal and a Lilligant on the state on the on on the field. They'd switch out the Torkoal because it already put up the sun. The Eureka Rio comes oh. in. The Lilligant uses, like, sun, chlorophyll, oh, quiver dance. And the Eureka Rio that just switched in is able to quiver dance with it. And then the uh, Lilligant next turn uses pedal dance, and then the Eureka Rio does it and also uses its own attack. So you get That's three attacks cool. on that second turn. So with, um, like, let's try to think of, like, the, the list of, like, sound-based moves. Yeah, that's actually, I'm trying to look it up right now, too, because uh, something else I think that could be interesting for Chatot is, like, what if, uh, what if, uh, I think most of them already do this, actually. Yeah, so there's there's Boom Burst, Bug Buzz, Chatter. I was thinking, what if it always hit 
both of the opposing Pokemon, but I think most of the sound moves already do that. Yeah, actually. like that's kind of what their their thing is. Which I, I yeah. making sound based moves as a category was a nice way around <laughs> just giving sound a type. Yeah, and I think far more elegant. Yeah, definitely. They're all special too. There's no physical sound moves. That makes sense. Um. Uh. But yeah, like just yeah. Like repeating those moves. Like let's say your opponent uses Heal Bell, and then you would just mirror its Heal Bell. Like that would be that's really cool. good. Uh, you're, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Parish Song wouldn't really mean much. Parish Song already <laughs> hits everyone on the on the board. Chatot's new ability is that Parish Song just kills a Pokemon. Yeah, but like imagine removes them removes them from your opponent's team forever. <laughs> imagine just coming on the field and you're well, so you switch it in and you have something using Boom Burst, and then your Chatot comes on and just Boom Burst the hell out of something. Yeah, you, you don't want two Boom Bursts to happen in one turn. Yeah, but but then again, you have Chatot coming in. With that big boom burst coming off of what's its special attack stat? Oh, it's actually not bad. Wow, it's ninety five, okay, isn't it? Ninety two. It's pretty decent. Ninety two. Like that. That's okay. like that's. I think higher than Xblouds. Xblood being another noted uh, <laughs> boom burst user. Dude, Xblood rules. Xblood. I wish Xblood was better than it was. It's really not that great. Well, yeah, it's not great, but it's like such a great design. I love. I love how it looks. Oh, that's what. I, that's that's why. That's what I mean. I wish Xblood were more. Yeah. Usable. I still have a battling Xblood with Boom Burst though. Scrappy Boom Burst naturally. That's that's pretty cool. But he, kill those ghosts. It doesn't even have uh, exclusivity to Scrappy Boom Burst anymore because. Uh, a swallow can get it now. Oh god, that's so funny. A swallow can get Scrappy Boom Burst and also Hurricane, which is Why cool. Why can Swallow get Boom Burst? It it loud. Is it though? Apparently, I guess that's a bit. Do you have any other ones that you can <laughs> think of uh, with some uh, ways to switch up uh, gimmicky Pokemon? Fixing up gimmicky Pokemon. I think there's a lot of things. I mean, chat. We were just talking about Chat Hop, but I think there's a lot of things you could do with sound moves, um, like. Uh, I don't know. What if you could do something like with a refrigerate type thing too, um, where like normal moves become sound moves? That doesn't make sense at all. Oh, uh, you I you, don't know. you say that, but that's basically then then and then there's uh, the hidden ability that Primarina gets, where all its uh, sound moves turn to water moves. Yeah, that is true. Which like um, give that thing boom burst, and then we'll talk. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of cool things you could do with sound moves. You could, like, increase the effect, the chance of a, um, like, serene grace for sound moves might be cool. Yeah. Although I don't know how many there are. Most of them just uh, would cause confusion. Uh, but... uh, I feel like, uh, here's another one that uh, that someone mentioned in the Reddit thread is uh, Regigigas. Like, they're going to give them a form <laughs> if they do Sinnoh remakes, right? Like, yeah. they're going to give, like, a primal Regigigas where he doesn't have a shitty-ass ability. Oh, God. Primal Regigigas. I would love to see that thing actually usable in battle. I would, but also I think it would just be terrifying. Yeah, but that's uh, fine. God. Like if, yeah. if it, no, it, it is cool. The thing about Regigigas is that a form change would literally only have to change its ability. It wouldn't have to do anything else. Because mm-hmm. it's so oh, good. Here's here's another good one from uh, from Cast Form. That would be cool. Although you did, you've talked about this, but yeah. just since we're still talking, but the auto auto setting weather with the rocks is like just that's such an elegant solution. Yeah, like that that was that's the you wouldn't even have to like alter its stats and make it actually good stat wise. Like that yeah. would help 
but like its niche would be setting weather so like yeah. you would already have like that and also giving it a sandstorm form so it can yeah that's so so dumb and yeah you talked about that last time but like sandstorm is well essentially it, it can get a rock type weather ball but it can't get stab on it right so that's yeah. dumb yeah <laughs> um and then uh, i'll just go with one more since this isn't really a gimmicky pokemon this is just how to fix a pokemon that's kind of bad give auroras aurora veil oh yeah that is one of the things I'm the most angry about. Although Aurorus would still be awful with Aurora Veil. Ice, ice <laughs> needs more to do. I feel like ice should resist water. I've, I've mentioned this enough times that I'm, I it should just be canon already. It does make sense for ice to resist water. Uh, a lot of sense. Ice is so such a frustrating typing to have. It's I feel like all the ice types are on the sidelines watching people use their moves and be good with them and like well i guess that's okay yeah like it's to be a good ice type you have to have so much other shit going for you yeah there's like how how many are there any what ice types are in ou right now i'm not sure about right now but uh or like ever have been in ou uh mamaswine uh weavile those are the only two i can think of off the top of my head that's yeah and even then the, both mamoswine was actually really popular uh, weavile was like the bottom of ou kiarem black is in ou because it has it has it's a ludicrously powerful <laughs> it's a legendary. Legendary. <laughs> yeah and then yeah weavile has weavile does have a cool ice shard going for yeah it, and Mam- mamoswine's stuff. in ou again so mamoswine's still around yeah uh is it? it it's not right now i just looked at it and, uh, oh no oh no it's still on so yeah it's still on xy my bad well yeah okay you're right you're but right. now now that i mentioned uh regigigas <laughs> having a form can we like talk about how Sinnoh's confirmed yeah so Sinnoh is definitely confirmed like Sinnoh um, is absolutely confirmed if you if you played sun and moon you'll you should know this already primary like reason being Silvali or Silvali, i guess is uh is literally just arceus like it's it's arceus mini it's yeah arceus's son i hate that they made it they, they couldn't just use the stupid plates for it and they had to make like a different thing <laughs> the cds yeah these little memories and they give you a hundred bajillion of them as if pokemon needs better inventory management i hate that they yes. i hate that they got rid of the item pc there are so many items i never need until i need them and i don't need to carry yeah. them in my goddamn bag all the time Sun and Moon actually was definitely one of the... F- I've not really dealt with it that much in other games, but in Sun and Moon, I was like, wow, I have to scroll so far to find the stuff yeah, that Yeah, X want. and Y were the oh. same way, because, like, the item PC was was gone in, in Gen 6. It was there. It was still there in Gen 5, as far as I remember. But the other thing is that the, the way that items are sorted makes no sense in Sun and I'm Moon I'm used whatsoever. to it at this point, but it's still bad. Oh, I'm used to it, but it's so dumb because the fucking, like, Pokeballs are in a bag. Like, they're in a pocket with other you stuff. You know what the most then... annoying part about that is? Is when they when you sort them in your bag... When you go into battle, they end up in that yes. order. So, like, if you yes. have them sorted by name because you needed to find something, that it always puts Beast Balls first. Well, the other thing that's really annoying is that they are different sorting systems for when you're in battle and out of battle. Yeah, Hondo. I hate that. Ugh, yeah, they're, they're putting so different dumb. pockets then. Yeah, just, like, they need better inventory management in general, and having the item PC back would be the easiest way around that. 
Um, yeah. But anyway, Sinnoh's <laughs> still confirmed. It is, um, yeah. There's alternate dimension stuff in Burnett's lab, and it mentions Palkia, Giratina, and Bronzong as things that like deal with other dimensions. Can we yeah. talk about confirmed? Those are all Sinnoh Pokemon. Yeah, that's and then Looker is like the primary part of the post game, which is not super a thing because he was an X and Y too, yeah. but. It, it's it's more of a thing. Like I, uh, the other... I don't want to get into like how weird the timeline has ended up now in Pokemon because like <laughs> it was just like it was a pretty goddamn linear timeline before they just decided to be like yeah but there's like these weird wormholes and also like maybe alternate universes going on now. Um, yeah. We pulled this person from that other timeline. That's why you had no battle tower in Oras. <laughs> like fuck you, fuck off, and fuck you. Uh, also, God. like, I swear uh, to God, if the next game doesn't have some kind of battle facility in it, I'm going to be so pissed. Like, yeah, I hate it, the stupid battle uh, tree. I hate the single battle in one direction kind of battle post-game. I, I just want the... places where you could do weird shit, like different battle types. Please give I me that. Know, I didn't know there was a British boy band in Sun and Moon. Fuck you. Um, uh, <laughs> the Sinnoh Pokedex is the least represented in Sun and Moon's decks, which is the exact yeah. way Hoenn was in X and Y. And like yeah. X and Y, it was a bit more obvious because X and Y's Pokedex was fucking massive. Like it was literally like 450 Pokemon. Yeah. Whereas like Sun and Moon's is a little small. Like it's it's 400 total, but there's a lot of repeats between them, so it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty small overall. I think yeah. it's exactly 300 with the new Pokemon in it. And then there's the fact that, like, we're talking about, uh, you know, Alola's whole thing is, we're in tune with our Pokemon and we ride them. Um, but Sinnoh was an absolute nightmare to traverse because it's, it's based on, like, a really rural region of yeah. of Japan. And so you had eight HMs in Sinnoh, which was if you look, if, if you look at fourth gen in general, there were nine HMs in that generation because of Whirlpool. Because of Whirlpool, yeah. yeah. Whirlpool and Defog just have a competition for which is the more useless HM. Like Defog has like competitive use now, so I hope they make some way where you can learn Defog. Because yeah. really, it's just it's restricted to so many Pokemon. And then of course you have to remember which battle format you're in, and if Pokemon from fourth gen are even valid anymore. Yeah, and then and then Sinnoh also in in terms of uh, repeats from Johto game design, Sinnoh also had the classic. Uh, here's an HM that you barely use involving rocks. That's going to be a TM in every other generation. Yeah. with rock climb. Oh my god, rock climb is not even a good move either. It's a normal no, type it's not. move. It, I definitely used it a lot though because you get it surprisingly early, uh, and like can teach it to almost everything in the game yeah <laughs> yeah yeah a lot so of things learned nice. it and it's like it was stronger than strength and it had like a confusion chance so like it was the better move out of those two to give but it had is it 100 accuracy or i think it's like 80 it's it's 80 or something it's right? something yeah, that's stupid was, and low uh um, it was 85 yeah man uh, i hope that if they do institute something like it's like the whole like ride pokemon is kind of like a cultural thing that's the idea in alola so like if they introduce something close to it in Sinnoh, it'd be nice. I hope that the rental Pokemon for everything except for Fly is a Bibarel. Oh, God, that would be so bad. Like, it just, it is every Pokemon. It's just, let's just call up, like, a herd of Bibarel to go help us through this. Well, and Bibarel is semi-useful now, because it got, um, it has simple sword stance, yeah. which is terrifying. terrifying. There's times terrifying. four attack. 
Or I mean, like, plus four attack, which is times three, I think. It's times three. You know you know what I just realized? What? You know why Rock Climb confuses your opponent? Why? Because you use it on them, and they're like, why isn't this a fucking Rock-type move? <laughs> it has the accuracy of a Rock-type move. <laughs> Uh, the, the last, oh, the last point we had for the, the Sinnoh confirmed was, was kind of a, a trivial one. The, the breeders at the daycare are the exact same drawing model as the ranchers from, uh, Diamond and Pearl, which, uh, that was kind of a thing with between, uh, I think there was something like that with, uh, like some of the, the, maybe the swimmer models or something between X and Y and, uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Like just reusing oh, old character types. Interesting. Yeah. So just like little, little design decisions that kind of hint you towards it. And then, of course, like, in uh, in Diamond and Pearl, there was just, like, Johto references fucking everywhere. Yeah, that was just, yeah, that was a Like, lot. ludicrously um, obvious. I, I just want to take a moment to say that Sinnoh, Sinnoh was actually the first gen to give, like, I think, it was the first time I remember where there was just, you know, they give you the extremely long route next to, um, next to the daycare to just hatch things on. Yeah. Gen 3 has it, but you have to move a little bit, and it's also not that long. Sinnoh has that. It also has that you can just, like, go up the uh, sandy slopes right next to it and fall down a bunch. Yeah. Um, And Sun and Moon fucked that up horribly. I hate how you do hatch eggs in Sun and Moon. Yeah, you have to just go into that little little... little hole and just wiggle in the hole. That's horrifying sentence. So awful. God. The best one was... um... The best one was XY. I liked the, I liked sure. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Where was it in there? Uh, it was on the Battle Island. Like you oh. just had to like hold uh, up, and you would just you would just move in a loop. Yeah, that's what that's what XY. Yeah, yeah, was X, too, where XY's was the yeah, yeah. Except XY's yeah. was really nice because you could just like stick a dime underneath your circle pad and it would keep you rotating. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Whereas you can't do that in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphires because it has to be precise, yeah. or else uh, it, you'll move off the the specific tile you have to be on. But yeah, I, I hate Ugh. hatching eggs in uh, Sun and Moon, even though it is faster. Like it takes far less steps. Right, but I want to not have to move my hands or actually be playing the game while I. Do. Yeah, well, I mean, I just often will throw things in the Pokepelago, and then just yeah, and then just close my game. Yeah. I fucking love the Pokepelago. <laughs> Pokepelago really is great. Pokepelago. That's how I that's how I EV trained all my old legendaries. I just threw them all in there and it took me like 3 days maybe and I didn't have to I had to do very little active playing of the game to do it. Yeah, I Sun Moon really has it like hit the two ends of the scale in terms of the add-ons like the little accessories in that Pokepelago is amazing and Festival Plaza is fucking trash. Yeah, Festival Plaza is annoying. There's like like some of the things that you could do more easily with Festival Plaza are things that should just be available in the game in the first place. Like currently I have like three three of like the like like treasure hunt stalls. Basically talk to each of them every day and it's like a lottery and I'm using that to get bottle caps very very gradually so I can use them on my Pokémon. Yeah. But like you should just be able to find bottle caps more than one place. The current only place you could ever find them is you get them sometimes from fishing in rare fishing spots. Yeah, bubbling fishing spots will give hey, them occasionally. Hey, Sinnoh con- confirmed the underground. The underground. Oh, the underground was amazing. That would be a very good way to do that. And like, well, in uh, in Poke oh, Pelago, there's God. that whole uh, that whole 
I, that one island where you, they, they search for treasure and shit, like, you could, they could basically functionally, retroactively work that to be the underground, where your Pokemon just go into the underground, but you could also go in and, you know, start hacking at stuff. I really Dude, like the I underground. T- totally forgot about the underground, and it was awesome. Uh, I loved the the digging for fossils and, and jewels minigame. Yeah. That was just... So and, fun. like, that's an easy spot to put bottle caps. Yeah, it is. The Underground also f- features <laughs> one of the more frustrating, but still not as frustrating as Festival Plaza features of any Pokemon game, which is getting Spiritomb. Oh, good Christ. I gave uh, up and went with GTS right away. Oh, really? I did it. I did all of the... Made all those friends in the Underground. Good God. Um, <laughs> technology sure is amazing. We'll get to that, though. Uh, We'll get to that. Right, the other thing I use, the Festival Plaza, just briefly, um, the other thing I use it for is I have, like, these two rare kitchens set up. The effort you have to go through to get a rare kitchen, let alone two, is fucking staggering. And it is basically the only way to level up your Pokemon to level 100 in any sane measure. And it still takes so much goddamn time. Because the level curve in this game, I really do appreciate the level curve being like Gen 5, where if your Pokemon are like really low, they'll level up faster. But the problem mm-hmm. with that kind of level curve is you need high-leveled things to battle, or else you have a functional cap at whatever the highest-leveled things are. And the Elite Four is like level like 65 in this game. Like Yeah, and then what, what Gen 5 did amazingly is that the there was a... Sh- Gen 5 is the highest level curve in terms of just like how high things yeah as well and that was and there were so many post-game areas where you could battle shit like the uh there was like the elite four of course and the elite four was like really high leveled in that game like the the elite four in black and white i think were like level 76 and if you had hard mode Uh, if you had hard mode enabled they were over level 80 i'm pretty sure yeah like they got really up there and they, they go. They, I'm pretty sure they were over level, over level 80 because I remember. Plus, there's like the there's now. like that that the white tree or the black tower in Black Two and White Two, and like mm-hmm. you could go grind experience in there like so easily because there was always a trainer with Chanseys and Blissies. Mm-hmm. And of course, like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire just had Blissey bases, and I'm hoping that yeah. I'm hoping that Blissey bases can come back if they reinstitute the underground. Yeah, that's a good point. Underground has secret bases. I uh, I was. I was more into, I like actually, like, I always felt a little bit cheat when I was using Blissey bases, even though it was hilarious. I like fighting in-game people to level up for some reason. I don't like doing that all so, the way to 100, because I just do not have the time. All the way to 100 is a little rough, I'll admit Mind that. you, uh, my Mudsdale hit level 100 the other day. Oh, really? Because it's like my most durable guy, so I always have him in my party, and he hit level 100. I Yeah, speaking of my brother, his, his Mudsdale is his... Is carry. It's good. It's very good. Uh, we were going to talk about the breakdown of teams from the One Nation of Gamers tournament. The only reason we're not using a more recent one is because I literally just had the link handy, and it was very helpful. <laughs> uh, but they did have the Oregon Regionals last weekend, and Aaron Cybertron Zhang won. So that can take the sting off the fact that he got second in this tournament. 
Well, well, you know what the adaptation he made to win is that uh, he put Driftblim on his fucking Yeah, team. he took. well, he took <laughs> Driftblim from the guy that won. Exactly. If you have Driftblim, you win, apparently. Yeah, so the winner was uh, Shade Vieira, who is uh, a Japanese player. And, like, essentially the One Nation of Gamers tournament, which was sponsored by Geico, uh, was an invite-only tournament. And as I was saying last week, I thought it was really cool that, like, Pokemon kind of has its scene now. Like, we're finally yeah. getting there as, like, a as an esport it's like still no, that was, it's very small but like it's a start it was a really cool i i actually watched a little bit of it and it was just really cool seeing like like seeing wolfie tweet about it too yeah. and everyone see, was such good friends there and you saw like wolfie ran a team with snorlax and and a lowland executor because when you have an invitational you can fucking do that yeah like you don't have to really worry like he didn't do great <laughs> No, he he got last. He tied for last. A supportive though. Tapu Fini with light screen. Love it. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, he had fun with his team. And like, Alorna Exeggentor is still really fun to use. I want someone to go to a tournament with a Pukamuku. Like, someone's going to do it. I think that that Pokemon has a lot of potential. Yeah, like, there's there's a lot you can do with it. Yeah. Everything but actually dealing direct damage. But yeah, the, the yes, uh, Shady's re- winning team was Driftblim, Magnezone, Tapu Lele, um... <laughs> Feramosa, Gyarados, and Garchomp. So you're gonna see a couple of common threads through the teams in this uh, in this environment. One, like there's gonna be a Tapu in everyone's team. That's just that's just how it is. Whether they go with Lele or Finny, that those are the two more common ones. Like you'll still see Tapu Coco, but usually only in addition to a different one. Yeah. And if you're there, people are using uh, Tapu Bulu, it usually just means that they're really really trying to keep a fire or electric type alive. Yeah, just very scared of earthquake. Yeah. So those are the, those are the primary reasons you're going to use those. So that that essentially not even not necessarily earthquake. Uh, well, it's like the one the one easy way around that is that uh, I'm pretty sure that um, tectonic rage is not affected by that. Oh, interesting. And tectonic huh. rage is very very popular in the current meta. Like every single huh. Garchomp is running it. Huh, that's cool. Because Garchomp likes the ability to actually target one target, and also. Garchomp likes the ability to avoid wide guard. So one thing, one thing that was happening in the tournament, uh, the Portland regionals over the weekend, is that uh, essentially someone they they tricked the the Garchomp into using his uh, into using his tectonic rage and then basically just wide guarded constantly. <laughs> That's so smart. And then eventually they because uh, the, the the Tapu Coco had no moves that could do like a super amount of damage to it, and so basically they they it was just a constant like stall game. To see if uh, if the Gigalith would try to attack, if the Gigalith tried to attack, it couldn't use Wide Guard, and then what the Tapu Koko could do was basically just try to Sky Drop it eventually or protect. So hmm. the Sky, like it tried to stay alive, and if ever the gar- the the Gigalith went for an attack, then the Garchomp would have to know and use Earthquake. Like it was right. really yeah. really tense. And, like, it was one that's, of the best sets I've ever seen. That's awesome. I think that, actually, that's one of the coolest things that Z-Moves have done for the competitive metagame is having a, a, a resource, an expendable resource beyond just PP is, like, adds a whole new level of when you're going to use that resource. Um, and then if you read that, that's pretty pretty strong yeah i think it's a lot more um it's a lot more fun than the than the mega evolutions were in previous gen in previous gens uh meta yeah so yeah i watched the entire thing on uh, nugget bridges stream 
which had uh, Dewey Ha as one of the commentators, and he's always just really, really great to have. And mm-hmm. their their commentator team is... Well, I mean, most of them have done official commentating for Nintendo, and I think that actually was a Nintendo stream just on Nugget Bridge's Twitch channel. So if you guys want to watch that, I'll put the, I'll put the cool. link in the description afterwards to watch some of those battles. That's really cool. Uh, just a couple, a, co- one more, a couple more pieces of news. The next global mission is egg hatching. So if you guys, like, if just getting the points for Festival Plaza honestly makes Festival Plaza a lot more usable. Just having Festival points makes Festival Plaza usable. And the only way really to get them without playing 100 million minigames is just to participate in the in the event. And this one is going to be a smash. They can make it 100 million eggs, and it's still going to get beaten in three days. There's no yeah, goddamn way. Hatchings. Egg hatching's easy. Everyone's gonna ha- be hatching. Like, Ed- every competitive battler is hatching like thirty eggs a day. Anyway, like the so. goal. Like I didn't. I didn't get to mention this on the previous episode because it had only just started. But the goal for the last event was two hundred and fifty thousand battle points at the battle tree. They hit eight million. Yeah, that's like like. There's no way this isn't gonna get smashed because we're way too organized now. So literally, all you have to do is go register. And then take, uh, they, there's usually some minimum you have to do to get the, like the other rewards, which is usually like one of the apricorn balls and a couple of rare candies. Like last time it was, it was five battle points. Like that's nothing. And this will yeah, be like maybe 10 eggs. Go hatch some Magikarp. They hatch the fastest. Oh, Matt with the trick. Yeah. Um, the next one is that there is a new, th- there's a couple new themes on the uh, 3DS shop. Uh, one of them is Guzma. It plays Guzma's battle music, and it's real good because he has like the best battle music in the game. Yeah, he. That's actually. I will say the sun and moon music did not grip me nearly as much as other things have. Um, although it was still really, really. I don't good. think I don't but think Pokemon Guz- has had generally gripping music since fourth gen. Like really, like that's the last time I felt really, really into the music in general like cynthia yeah. cynthia's theme the route to cynthia's the route 207 amazing. theme that's just 21 guns by green day like <laughs> that that game had a really good sound font and just really really good setup for all its music and everything since then hasn't been the greatest a uh, fifth gen had a couple of memorable tunes fifth, fifth gen does some cool sixth, sixth uh, gen like was a orchestral yeah, stuff sixth gen was a fucking waste like there was just yeah. nothing no character that music whatsoever and but you got more horns yeah and sun and moon has like it's pokemon center theme is the best thing about it the fucking ukulele pokemon center theme is sick yeah i love it it's good um <sighs> the last point i had that before we get into the questions was just why don't transformed ditto have the ditto face it's a good question there's no answer really to that although there is new merch in the pokemon center store and if anyone buys me the uh the magnemite with a ditto face i will let you on this show yeah, if you guys if you guys have whoa high stakes there. If you guys haven't seen the Magnemite with the Ditto face, it's hilarious because the Magnemite eyeball just goes away. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a little face in there instead. It's fucking wonderful. Oh uh, we'll get to some questions because we don't have that many this week. No. Uh, Synthophone asks, "What are some animals or concepts that you have surprised haven't been made into Pokemon yet, or some that have been done that you would like to see done again differently?" Um, I want to see that one, uh, that, oh god, what's it called? Everyone always brings it up. It's that blue, uh, tentacle, like, sea monster the, thing. The sea slug? The, the, yeah, the, the Glaucus slug. Atlanticus? Yeah, that thing. That thing's sick. Yeah, that, that one comes up so often, and I'm, I'm really glad that, like, almost every fan game project has one now because of how often it gets Yeah, I mean, it just is amazing. 
Uh, one thing I'll, I'll, I'm going to link in the description is something called Idea Decks. Like someone made a blog where it's basically just they'll reblog animal inspirations where anyone says something like, why isn't this a Pokemon? So like there's the Glabrous Slipper Lobster and it's just a lobster with a cute face. Oh my God. But yeah, one w- it's it, for me, it's generally going to be a lot of bugs. I don't know why there hasn't been like a fly or a mosquito yet, for example. Like those are real obvious bug creatures that just have not gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, bug bug bog leech is very upset that Pokemon six 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 was not a fly, especially because it was at the correct point to be an early bug type. Yeah, instead it was Vivian. Right? I mean, I mean, I guess yeah, it was, and I guess for um for for mosquito we do have Buzzwall, but I I feel like you know how I am. I, I'm like it's it, like that's a weirder design. I could like a traditional Pokemon of the mosquito vein would be really good, and I think it'd be really fun. Give it an ability that like boosts the power of its draining moves, which I'm amazed isn't a thing yet. One that uh one that I want to see done again that is absolutely not going to happen again just because it's a legendary is the one they did it with. But I really do not. I like Manaphy as a Pokemon. It does not do the things that are cool about sea angels to me which is that they're transparent and you can see like the the red heart type thing inside yeah. of it. I can see and why they Manaphy. I can see why they wouldn't have done that then, but now that they have like, you know, increased graphical capability, fucking go for it. Yeah. I want things with translucent skin all over. Yeah. Uh Brooks asks, "I know you said no joke questions and I want to honor that. Asking seriously, which starter from each generation would you like to take to prom and which one of them would you most like a kiss from at the end of your magical evening?" <laughs> Uh, first of all, fuck you, Brooks. <laughs> uh, okay, which one would I most likely... Okay, so are we talking any starter, or, like, or first stages, or second? Because if it's any stage, it's obviously Empoleon you take to prom. That's, like, the yeah easiest answer. <laughs> I feel like Empoleon's my dad, and... <laughs> but also your date to prom. <laughs> I, it was just like my actual prom. I would take an Ivy Sword of prom because they just got a little corsage on them already. Oh, that's cute. Also, Vine Dancing, that's going to be like a sick prom limbo right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Empoleon's the obvious. That says, that says obvious from each one. generation, but I'm not going to go through every generation. My answer is Ivy Sword. Oh, Jesus. And then uh, which Pokemon would I most like a kiss from? Um, fuck you, Brooks. Uh, it's obviously Brakeson. We're all furries here. We're oh, Pokemon God. fans. Bra- Brakeson hentai. More Pokemon. <laughs> Brakeson hentai. It's, it's time. Oh, uh, Freemasonic Yowl asks, not fake mon, but fake game mon. Have you played the ROM hack Pokemon games? And if so, what's the best? Uh, the fun secret about Pokemon ROM hack games is that none of them are fucking good. Like they some of them are terrible. Some of them are technical marvels in what in like how what how much people manage to get done with them. Uh, like the lone exception to the not good clause is Pokemon Prism, because Pokemon Prism was worked on for so fucking long, and like this guy yeah. instituted like an RPG like class system into like the trainer. The trainer could level up mining skills. Yeah, Prism is is actually really good. Uh, all Pokemon Ron hacks are terrible because. They're usually made by one person who has spent three years and started came up with the idea when they were fifteen. Yeah. The main problem is... with Pokemon ROM hacks uh, is that the primary time that they were viable was third gen. Third gen uh, yeah. led to like an like the essentially the Pokemon ROM hacking community became really big at that point, and a lot of people who were like super early on the scene created tools to allow people to more easily alter things in the games. 
instead of just doing manual hex editing, which is what all those guys did. But then, like, no one ever got credit for the tools. They were kind of just traded around like freeware. No one got any credit. And essentially, they stopped making tools after third gen. The problem is those tools were so readily available that a lot of people thought they could make a game just because they had this available to them. But they didn't know the basic principles of game design. Yeah, so, so like, a good example of that is one of the f- first big ones that actually, like, was finished to completion is Pokemon Quartz. Yeah. Uh, which is... Which is a which was is a marvel in terms of um, the guy who made it borrow. Uh, <laughs> he he changed like every line of dialogue in the game. He made a lot of it about himself, mind you. A lot of it's about himself. He 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 did original sprites for everything. But this is an example of one of those guys who, you know, this is all him using tools to replace stuff for the most part and just edit like strings. And so a lot of the Pokemon are just Pokemon that were in third gen. And so they, they have the same stats and the same move yeah, pool. They, they did, he did change a couple look, of the move pools around a good bit. But like let's say, yeah. for, for example, Plug Oink, who's by far my favorite of all his Pokemon. Because it's just it's got a little plug tail, and then it's got little socket nose. And that's super cute. But you'd notice by looking at it that its exact sprites, uh, like its sprite palette is Electrike. And that's because it's just Electrike. Like, that's what it yeah, is. And, and there's some weird stuff with that, too, because uh, I learned how to start spriting in, in Gen 3 and, and make Pokemon sprites. Gen 3 has some cool sprites. They're really expressive. There's also, like, it is the generation where by far there is the most variance and there's no, like, standard as to what the sprites are supposed to look like. Yeah. Like, go look at Lombre's sprite for a second. It's so uh, faded that- out. The guy who made that sprite just didn't put black outlines, which is not true of any other yeah. Pokemon sprite in the in the generation. It's just, uh, it's really weird. Um, and then Lotad too. Lotad is at like an angle that nothing else yeah. is at. Like it's just really weird. Yeah. And then they also <laughs> had like the smallest amount of sprite space. Like it's amazing that so many Pokemon fan games and ROM hacks ended up around that time because you were so limited by sixty four by sixty four for your sprite space. Whereas, yeah, mm-hmm. fourth gen, you had your 80 by 80, which is a lot a lot less restrictive. 80. Oh, my God. I remember how good it felt when we got 80 by 80. That was that was a good The time. other obvious ROM hack to mention is Pokemon Chaos Black, because that's not only one that got finished, <laughs> but it's one that got reproed onto carts and sold into, like, bootleg stores. Yeah. I used to know the guy who did that, and I also met Barrow, like, back in my travels, because, like, I was around the Pokemon ROM hacking community for ages when I was in the Pokemon fan game community. Because these were the guys who were also ripping assets to be used by people's fan right. games, and I was always like in with the fan games. And yeah, he is that guy is a character. We had a lot of really like bold ideas for ROM hacks we'd eventually make that I would basically just like you know, I did the thing where I give ideas and say, hey, you know how to do the work, do the work. That sounds about right. That's how I am uh, with all projects. One will... one other thing you guys should check out. Uh, there is a legendary uh let's play of pokemon Quartz. oh my some... god it's so good i'm gonna it, link it, it i'm has... linking that too yeah please do it has aged somewhat dubiously it was a different time yeah. there are some jokes that are uh not appropriate that are quite offensive there's rape there's rape jokes considered. in it there's, there's several there's rape jokes there's several rape jokes in it it's a running theme uh so keep that in mind trigger warning for that but uh, the rest of the content is, it's a really good showcase of how fucking ridiculous 
Quartz is because it is really hard to play all the way through Quartz to maintain the the willpower to do it. Yeah, uh, that they made their character go insane at the end made a lot of sense. Yeah, you know my. Do you know my first ever shiny Pokemon was playing through Quartz? No. <laughs> it was um. <laughs> Shit, what what is it called? It's the one that's a spoon. It's just like a spoon yeah. on four legs. Oh, God. Uh, how does the vine on Victory Bell's back attach to its body? I thought maybe the leaf trap was sort of a flap attached to its weird head lip, but back sprites seem to just have it flowing there. Could you take away Victory Bell's doodly snoot? <laughs> doodly snoot. As far as I can what tell, it's attached doodly? by the leaf, and, like, the vine is, is extraneous. Because I, I don't think you ever... Do you ever see the leaf leave? Oh, interesting. Do you see the leaf uh, leave? Or I'm no, pretty sure the leaf yeah. is always there. Yeah, so I mean, the, the leaf is just like... The leaf is what's attached because it's the bottom of the mouth. It's the, yeah. it's the bottom that's of the, the That's dog. what it's going for. Yeah, uh, it, it but it is something I've not thought about. And now that I see it, it, it makes me think that I could grab a victory bell by the vine and then like swing it around. Yeah, that's what, that's like what I a, think. Like, like a sort of flail. Uh... Which is cool. Yeah, the victory bell flail. It's perfect. Uh, <laughs> would you rather erase from this? this, this sorry, that that question was asked by Desu Meow Meow Neko Kitty Chan, and I hate you for making me say your name. Uh, this question is asked by Executor. Would you rather erase from history all baby Pokemon or all fourth gen new evolutions? And obviously, we have to choose then, one of them. But do not forget Porygon Z. Which yeah, Porygon Z is great. Uh, I would. I'm pretty sure I would do baby Pokemon. Yeah, I feel like that's like let's a let's really let's do a, like a, a quickie run through baby Pokemon. There is literally <laughs> only two that are worthwhile, and two like one one doesn't kind of count because both uh, both Togepi and Riolu were released the same gen as their uh, their later Pokemon. Right. They were just put into the category because right. they're you know not able to breed. They have special moves and whatnot. Yeah, I think. But. The only baby Pokemon that is worthwhile is Elekid. Elekid is great. I love Elekid has a very different personality from his uh from his yeah adult f- friends. Uh, he's he's a little spunky dude. I'm a fan of him. I there's some other oh why baby why Pokemon not why like. not's also worth it. Why not's great. I think Bonsly is a cool dude. Yeah, um, I don't care for Munchlax. Like Munchlax is whatever. Uh, don't care about Mantike, don't care about Riolu. Hapini is actually awful. I hate Hapini. It's the so worst much. piece of fucking garbage. Um, Azuril is fun just because of the the switching thing. It doesn't so, do like, that anymore. I know, but it, it did at one time. Yeah, because they decided to put different gender ratios for it. Yeah, which is... Yeah, baby Pokemon are by... I don't feel that bad about most of them. I do like Togepi a lot. I've always loved yeah. Togepi. But it's barely a baby Pokemon. Tyrogue is fine. Like they're they're all fine. I I'm not super. I always wondered why they never it. made a baby Pokemon that bridged uh, Miltank and Tauros. Yeah, well, and even even weirder is that um, in in Sun and Moon, since Pokemon are organized by page, Miltank and Tauros are on the same page. Yeah. Like they're very, and they can breed. Like it's uh, they they they, they can breed together, but they don't produce individ. They they produce only themselves. I'm pretty sure. Only themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the Nidoran and Volbeat and Illumise where yeah, they but, produce uh, each other. It's a, uh, it's just it's weird. Um, and then there's a ton of cool. I'm like I like I most get the of hate the fourth gen, gen evolutions. I, yeah, I like I, I, I I do too. Both of uh, they're, Rip- they're the two worst. Superior e- bad. Superiors. Rhyperior is pretty awful. Um, um, Magmortar could be better, but I don't I, hate him as I'm, much as most people do. I don't really like Magmortar or Electivire yeah. that much. Um, 
they're just weird looking. Mamoswine is sick. Frostless is awesome. Yeah, I Frostless love Frostless. Yeah, is extremely good. Uh, Gal Galade, I can go either Galade, way. Galade, yeah, I used to be super into Galade, but not anymore. Tangrowth is awesome. Tangrowth is extremely Tangrowth. good. Lickalicky, it makes me uncomfortable. Lickalicky is weird. I always forget it exists, and I'm fine with that. Dustmar is whatever. Porygon Z is awesome. Oh, Gliscor? Gliscor owns. Super good. Gliscor owns. Uh, Togekiss is, is a little chubby friend who I'm fine yep. with. I love that it. I uh, love that its face just becomes part of its body. Yeah, Yan Mega's sick. Yep. Like super cool. Although I will say my one qualm with Yan Mega, you know, I I I know you read Bogleech's Pokemon. Of reviews, course, as should everyone. And he very correctly says Yan Mega is awesome because it's like a prehistoric dragonfly monster that just flies around eating stuff. The one problem I have with it is that. I wish it weren't like army camo. Yeah. Because part of part of what makes Ganma so cool is that it's just bright green and red. Yeah. Um So if it yeah. was like, you know, like that bright blue that sometimes dragonflies are, like oh, it had like that blue so accenting awesome. on it, that would be really good. That would be so I don't know cool. what its shiny looks like. It might actually be something like that. I think it's black. We have one question one more question that I'm actually super excited to finally be able to get to. <laughs> uh, yes. Stephanie said, "Rank the technology is incredible, guys, from best to worst." So I'm gonna I'm gonna quote each of them in sequence. All right. Uh, po Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, and then Fire Red and Leaf, and say technology is incredible. You can now store and recall items. Actually, no, this will take too long. Let's just look and pick. Let's look <laughs> and pick. Okay, okay, okay. I wait, wait. Give us. We have to say it double blind, like at the same time, because I don't want to know what you think before I okay. choose mine. So give give me like give me a few seconds. We can edit this this edit this out. We're not post, going to. Let me choose. That's too, that takes too long. <laughs> uh, uh, I got mine. Okay, I have okay, mine. Three, too. two, one. X Diamond, and y. pearl, and platinum. Ooh, a difference. Okay, you go first. Ours are ours are they're almost the exact same thing though. So X and Y. Science science is amazing. If you use communication technology, you can look all over the world for players who are playing at the same time as you are. And start podcasts with them. And then Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum is technology just blows me away. I mean, now you can play with people around the world wirelessly. And start podcasts with them. Um, <laughs> wirelessly. That's exactly it. Uh, uh, basically, yeah, they, they, they'll say something about a different feature of each of the games. And I like how the X and Y one says, you can look all over the world for players who are playing at the same time as you are. And then they kind of, you know, shunted that off to the festival plaza. Fuck you. Uh, that's the... That's a good. That's a good point. I the reason I like Diamond Pearl and Platinum is because of the the tension that exists in that he says, "I mean, now you can play with people around the world," and then yeah. there's an ellipsis, and then he goes wirelessly, uh, which is fun. I mean, the the actual best one, but it's sort of a cop out, is the the silver, the gold, silver crystal one, which is <laughs> you can now trade Pokemon, Todd time slash overseas i don't know like email which is just a wonderful little peek into the era that game was released in <laughs> oh i that like it's it's um you could trade i don't know why it says time there but overseas is for heart gold and soul silver specifically because they had the uh the online features in it oh no and it's over time because that, that that's what oh, it is okay. because in 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 the original gold silver and crystal the time there was capsule. the the time capsule to get it from first gen. So that one's actually I really like that one. Yeah, no, that one's really good. And yeah, so I can finally yeah. link these along with pictures of uh, what each of the guys look like. Yeah. If we're going to go by purely by description, even though I don't have it up right now, the best one is obviously Ruby Sapphire because he's the fattest one. Love that guy. 
Yeah, he's relatable. the fattest one. The fat the the Gen three fat sprites were uh, very good. I do I do like the the Gen two fat sprite fat man yeah. sprite as well. Um, because that's the one with the pink yeah. And shirt, then of course right? the worst for that would be the uh would be the X and Y one because they just put a hiker. Yeah, like they didn't want to make a three D fat guy, so they just put a goddamn hiker. Goddamn cop out. I was. I, I remember being actually upset about that when I saw it. Although it looks like Gen Five, he's not a fat. Yeah, man he was either. weirdly skinny for that one. In the in the one yeah, based on America, <laughs> that's my sweet joke. Um, anyway, that's we've been going for like a full hour here. This is a, this has been a good long one. Remember how we said it would be short and then it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, no, no, we we had a lot yeah, to that's talk fair. about. I got to clear out a good. good amount of the queue of like old stuff that we hadn't had a chance to get to, so that's always good too. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to end with, uh, one more thanks Bulbapedia for you guys. Oh, yes. That's uh, a good one. yeah, Zane, you just, uh, talk about your, I guess you just like plug your, your social medias before I do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm on Twitter at Epengu, E-P-E-N-G-U. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. I don't know. Uh, I commentate smash tournaments sometimes. Uh, you can, watch those i usually i guess if you want to see me commentate smash i'm probably going to be more active commentating the new york Noise. city weeklies neb nebulous so if you can tune in saturdays uh twitch tv slash nebulous smash uh which is cool uh but that's all smash stuff and then uh i don't know dm me if you want my friend code. there we go hey remember how there's still friend <laughs> codes on the switch right now uh, let's not talk about it. Here's uh, here's our thanks, Bulbapedia, for the day. Keep in mind that slathering honey on trees in real life will not attract Pokemon. Thank you. That, you have to put up a you have to Thank put up you a and good night. <laughs> have a good one, guys. See you in, I don't know, late April, probably. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. They didn't the uh, didn't the new Pokemon Switch game already come out? Uh, pardon me. The uh, this is a new Pokemon Switch game. You know, it's like people are, are all uh, everyone's playing it. You know, it's all people are all up in arms about it because it's like uh, it's all open world and uh, it's just really expansive and people are like, wow, what a new um, what a new direction for the series. And also, uh, the main character is sort of androgynous now. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know the new Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can uh, where are you going with this bit? <laughs> the new Pokemon Breath of the Wild. Isn't that what everyone's Great. playing? <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to think of what they would be able to do for it. Okay, um, I'm fully cutting that joke. By the way, I hope you know that. That's fine. Because it had no punchline. There's no joke there. It's fine. So you need to calm down so that you're not laughing for no reason. Okay, I'm calm. <laughs>